Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at QCBT.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Diana Anita Allen, the producer and director of the performance for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough at the Playcrafters Theater in Moline this weekend. Welcome, Diana Anita. Thank you, Carolyn. This work by Ntozaki Shange is considered a choreo poem rather than a play. And describe for us what that means exactly. Well, it's a poem that Ntozaki had come up with as far as the name. It's more than a poem. Choreo, as we know, means dance. So a choreo poem would be dancing and poetry together. Uh, In the mid-'70s, when uh, everybody was doing experimental work, um, she was a dancer as well as a poet, and a friend of hers who was a playwright, they wanted to um, mainly market uh, her particular piece, and they had come up with this artwork, um, and it went to Broadway. There are seven women in this performance who tell stories about their various struggles with oppression. Uh, what what are some of the difficult t- topics that they cover? Some of the difficult topics that are covered would be uh, rape, um, and that was I, I would say would be one of the major ones. In addition to abortion, um, in addition to loss of loved ones, mm-hmm. and their stories are really intertwined, one with within it with the other. Well, it can be. Um, The way that uh, Ntozaki had written the poem, it was actually uh, 20 to 21 separate pieces of poetry. And as I said, her collaborative uh, during the 70s with the other artists, uh, they came up with this particular piece that then became a uh, piece on Broadway. So uh, I know, and then in 2010, Tyler Perry reinvented um, how he had seen this piece in his mind and he had tied it into a movie, which was different. So the movie and the play or the Corey poem uh, are two different things. Uh, However, he stayed very true to all of the written words. Um, So he built a story around the written words. He didn't use all of the poems that she has in her current collection, but he used most of them. So really there's this sisterhood of sorts between these seven characters who are each telling their own story. Uh, when this play was produced on Broadway, it was the, the second play, as I understand, um, to hit Broadway that was written by a African-American female writer. Uh, now, the actors are referred to by specific color and not by name in this work. So they're the lady in red, the lady in orange, the lady in yellow, and, and so forth. And that seems to me to be a very... Um, effective way of helping the audience members identify with them by focusing on their particular struggle and not having a specific name. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the ways that uh, directors through the 40 years that this Corey poem has been around, uh, they've conceived that the whole concept of 
the seven colors and the seven women differently. And one of the ways uh, that I have conceived uh, for our particular production is that uh, all of us are all of the colors at some given point. Uh, It's like our stories intertwine with one another. And so um, when the audience comes and sees our particular production coming up soon, uh, they will see um, younger and older women portraying a particular color. So we took the piece and we reimagined the piece um, as far as the uh, 22 poems, because she did add a poem in 2010 prior to the movie coming out. So uh, that's the way that we're directing it, looking at the 22 pieces separately. And the women uh, will have, um, there will be several women interpreting each poem. It is amazing, the wonderful, talented, creative, and loving cast of the Cory poem. This work was written by Ntozaki Shange in response to specific events that happened in her own life. What can you tell us about this playwright and, and poet? And, and does the title of her Cory poem reflect events that happened to her right. you specifically? Know, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as you go and do the research on Ntozaki, uh, Shange. Um, every, anybody can go on Wikipedia and kind of see the kinds of things that she's gone through. And um, what we've learned uh, by reading her background information and by reading the piece itself is that, yes, she had gone through uh, several of the things that have happened there. So it's mostly her story. And um, as opposed to many others, she writes in the 2010 edition of the script that we uh, have in her preface that that the story is now just not just hers, but it is being uh, reinterpreted by so many other people and it has become uh, theirs and it has become a, a story that's not just her, hers, but a story that's every woman's. Mm-hmm. And it really has been embraced by literally generations now mm-hmm. of women growing up because this was first um, produced in the mid-1970s. Mm-hmm. Now, her style of writing is very unique. Um, how does her use of language increase the power of this production? Mm-hmm. I think it legitimizes the way she hears people speak. And I think she speaks to that in the preface of her uh, Corey poem. She talks, uh, or they talk about how she uh, legitimized uh, the words from um, that she grew up with, the, the, the sounding, and she talks about the sounds that she hears. Uh, that's the way she writes, leaving off certain endings the way we do um, and perhaps um, most people in, in our culture, uh, it's different than what you would say the standard um, English would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the last part of the title, when the rainbow is enough, enough is spelled E N U F. Mm-hmm. And she uh, took uh, what is it, creative <laughs> liberties. liberties? I love that. I do too. <laughs> well, Diana Anita Allen, thank you for talking today and for bringing creative theater to our community. Well, uh, thank you, Carolyn. And and one of the pieces that are the quotes that I would like to share with you that has to do with uh, the sisterhood, the hope, and the love of the play is really the last line of the play. So, spoiler alert, here it goes. I found God in myself, and I loved her. I loved her fiercely. Come see the performance this Friday and Saturday nights, March 29th and 30th of Intazaki Shange's For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide, When the Rainbow is Enough, at the Playcrafters Theater in Moline. Performances begin at 7.30 p.m., and admission is $10 at the door. 
Ticketing begins an hour earlier at 6.30 p.m. and everyone is welcome. This has been Carolyn Martin, talking art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Kell. Thank you.